Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 76 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, my numero uno bracho. It's Grant Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Good, Phil. Really good. Uh, you know, bra- bracho sounds all sophisticated until you realize it's just broccoli. And that's what you are to me, Grant. Just broccoli. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Means a lot to me. <laughs> Uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Um, today, we're going to be getting into some new stuff, new content we haven't covered yet, and that is High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two. Yep. Uh, it's always a mouthful. I have to take a deep breath before I exhale on that on that long title. First off, for, uh, apologies for like being gone for like the last two and a half weeks. Uh, we, we've been traveling and busy, and it's been hard to get our schedules together. Uh, summertime is like uh, crazy time. In fact, there's uh, coming up like at the end of June, going into July. Grant and I are going on um, a vacation with like a whole bunch. There's like 15 of us that are going yep. on a trip uh, to Florida, and so we'll have to figure out how to schedule around that. So uh, it'll be interesting this summer, just kind of coordinating days and stuff like that. But uh, we're going to record two podcasts this week to hopefully make up for it. Mm-hmm. So we're recording this on Tuesday night, and you're probably hearing this on Wednesday uh, if you listen to it as soon as it hits in your in your podcast feed. And then we're probably recording again just in like four days <laughs> on yeah. Saturday. So uh, the plan for this week is uh, Grant and I are really excited. We're gonna we'll talk about this again maybe at the end of the show but uh grant and i have tickets we're gonna go see a movie in the theater i know it's so exciting what is going on people are going back to the theaters the movie theaters are alive <laughs> still Phil. yeah and so yeah i'm we're going to the alamo draft house which is uh you probably maybe have an alamo near you as well it's a national chain of theaters but they offer food like and i'm not talking like popcorn and drinks i'm talking like food food yeah um, like pizza hamburgers stuff like that shakes um last time i went there um i think i told you the last time i went to the movie theater was with you but i don't think that's true i think um so i went to go see the rise of skywalker star star wars nine yeah didn't that just that just came out two years ago right in 2019 i think that's right yeah in december Mm -hmm. so i think that is the last movie i saw in theaters wow then it's been even longer before for you than me yeah yeah, because like, you saw something right before the pandemic. Yep. Which What movie did you see? We saw the Jeremy Camp movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's been a full year and a half 
for me since I've been in yep. a movie theater. That's crazy. Yeah. And it, around here, I, I mean, if you're listening to this in, from like a bigger city like New York or LA or whatever, you're probably just surprised theaters have been open at all. Where we are in Springfield, Missouri, we're in Southwest, Southwest Missouri is where we record this. And there's actually been more than one theater that's been yep. open the entire pandemic, uh, which I'm sure is bizarre to hear if, if, if that's not been the case for you. But yeah, the Alamo has been closed. They re- recently reopened, what, a month ago? Or so here. Yeah, I think that was end of April. Yeah, and and perhaps you're listening to this and you're saying, "Wow, my Alamo is closing." There's there's like twenty percent of their their theaters are are going under. Actually, I believe, yeah. um, which is sad. But but yeah, the Springfield one is not one of them. They're they're very excited to reopen. They kind of have a the market kind of cornered in Springfield. Like a lot of yeah, people go to the Alamo so. here. Yeah, and so I you know it's it makes sense for them to reopen. But yeah, we're going to the Alamo here in a couple of days as we record this on opening night, Thursday night to go see yeah. Cruella. So should be exciting. Yeah. So in that case, I guess we probably won't be doing Disney plus premiere access. You won't, you won't do yeah, both probably no, on this one. Probably not. So I might do that for like, if, if black widow is like really stinking good, yeah, I might go see it in the theater and then still get premiere access. That's a lot of money. Um, but especially if I go see it in the theater by my, like alone, like yeah. not with my wife, not paying for anyone else. Um, like if you and I go see black widow together, I might do premiere access just so like my wife can see it or mm-hmm. I can watch it again. So that's, that'll be an interesting conversation we'll have to have then. But yeah, Cruella is coming out this week and we're going to go see it in the theater and I'm very excited to get back to the big screen. Yeah, it should be fun just to get back in the theater and watch something. Yeah. Can you imagine what it's going to feel like sitting in the seats with like other humans around, like laughing and it, gasping? It's foreign, at the, Phil. I know. It's so weird. You can watch a movie with other people? What is, what is it's this? It's like... <laughs> What is this movie theater I've heard of? <laughs> what is this phenomenon? It's just been my couch. <laughs> yeah, the most most amount of people I've ever watched a movie with in the last year and a half has just been like when you guys came over <laughs> and there was like five yeah. of us watching a movie. So yeah, it'll be it'll be very exciting. So um, we're going to get into Mighty Ducks Game Changers and the new content that I teased a second ago is uh, High School Musical uh, 2. I think I guess I already said that. And um, we're going to get into that here in a second. But we, before we do, we'd like to get into news of the week. And we've had a couple weeks of, of news since we recorded. So um, kind of perused over that list. And, you know, there was probably three or four that we probably could have mentioned. But um, there's two that we came up with. And so why don't you launch into the first one, then I'll do mine. Well, um, the one that I have is, I think this happened last week. Um, the Disney Plus talked about um, there have been some sequels in the works with the Enchanted movie and oh, yeah. um, then also like Turner and Hooch and then Hocus Pocus. And so we finally, we don't have a date, but we know that Disenchanted, which is the Enchanted sequel, and uh, Hocus Pocus 2 both will air on Disney Plus sometime in 2022, which yeah. is super exciting. Um, it's a little further out than we expected, yeah. but... So, I'm guessing, I mean, I am i don't think I'm going out on a limb when I'm saying that it'll probably be October 2022, would be oh, my best guess. for Definitely for Hocus Pocus 2, yeah. I would say. So, um, that's really exciting. Um they didn't get Kenny Ortega back yeah. as the director, which, I mean, he kind of came up with a nice cult classic. So it's kind of sad to see old Kenny Ortega leave, but 
it sounds like there was scheduling conflicts, but I think um, it still should be good because we got all three of the Sanderson sisters back. So that's a huge win for them, I would say. Yeah, that's that's the biggest part of the news story, I think, is yeah. that they, they're getting all three of them back. I, th- I think, I mean, it's been... In 20, 2023, it will have been 30 years since yeah. the first movie came out. So it's amazing that we're even getting... I mean, I don't know how how old Bette Midler is. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, but like the fact that we're almost 30 years removed from the first movie and she's coming back to reprise her role yeah. is really... That's great. Like the, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. Because, I mean, the other two are probably... I mean, Bette Midler, is she in her... 80s i don't know 70s i just looked her up she's she is currently 75 years old okay yeah and then i'm guessing the other two are mid 50s probably i mean sarah jessica parker was in like 80s movies and stuff like that so she's she's older than me she probably is in her lower to mid 50s yeah okay so i mean i think it's that's obviously a huge win for them that they're getting these oh, three back i mean that's that's half that's more than half of the reason i think that people will even watch it yeah so yeah, that's awesome. Um, we, there's not much that's known about the movie. We just kind of got a, a one-liner. It says, uh, three young women, so there's three protagonists, I guess, um, accidentally bring, this, bring, bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world. So basically, the exact same plot as the first one. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think it'll be cool to kind of modernize it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we've talked about on recent uh, episodes how it's kind of like a modern spin so i think that'll be fun i think about how much has changed in the world since 1993 yeah exactly like i mean there's cell phones now and you know tablets and other technology so you Um, know they'll be hitting on like cell phones and ipads stuff like that absolutely i they need to i mean i have full trust in this movie like it's i think it's gonna be great i i know this might be heresy to say grant but I mean, could it be that this movie could actually be better than the original? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think there's a chance it could be. Um, it's that I put a spell on you scenes. I mean, it would be really hard to like top, you know, some of the stuff that they did in the first movie, in my opinion. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, I think if they take all of the, the comedy and the, you know, the tropes of the first movie, but just bring it into now and, yeah put in a couple catchy tunes and just bet, let Bette Midler do her thing and let Sarah Jessica Parker just be crazy again. And I think it actually could be funnier, but I don't know. Like we've not seen that with other movies that took a long time to, mm-hmm. to come back, like see Dumb and Dumber or, um, yeah. um, but I mean, Incredibles too is really good. Yeah, that's so, true. That was gone for a I long mean, time. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the storyline's probably been in the works for a while. Yeah. So even without Kenny Ortega, I feel like the storyline's probably relatively similar yeah. to what it was going to be with him. So, I mean, I feel like Disney always knows what they're doing when we have stuff like this. So, uh, but I mean, it might take a couple years because, I mean, the first one didn't really hit it big until a couple years down the road that the original movie came out in theaters yeah does this movie come out in theaters what's your prediction on that i don't think so i I almost wonder if this i mean they're doing luca yeah this summer exclusive to disney plus like it's not even coming out in theaters so um i almost wonder if that's what they're doing with this too i I would say 
this one probably just Disney Plus Disenchanted will probably come out in theaters. I think you're right about that. Yeah, um, Enchanted was such a hit. Yeah, when it came out like it. It made that movie made so much money. But yeah, a couple of movies that you know franchises now I guess you can call them mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, coming back. So I, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be excited about Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, too. for sure. I, especially for families, this is like the first movie is on regular annual rotation mm-hmm. in October. So a lot of people have seen this movie every year for the last twenty. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you guys probably have. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> and I mean, we own it, and then we have Disney Plus, of course. So we have so many different ways to watch it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited about about that movie. Both of those movies, I I liked Enchanted as well. Yeah, that that was a funny film as well, with yeah. the going from animated to real world it's really yeah and it's really like one of the first movies that i remember like really like falling in love with amy adams like like i i had maybe seen her in one film before that one um but she she, to me like when i saw her in that role i was like wow she's like a star you know like she's really going places and uh of course she's uh you know won all kinds of awards since then but um yeah and i think they've that um, she's coming back. Like it's yeah. it's her and Patrick Dempsey, and then a new. They added some new people. Let me look up quick. Yeah, the the girl. Um, I forget her, her name is. Her last name is like Balachino or something like that. But they like the article I read said newcomer. Like she's not. I don't think she's been on the movie. So scene. they're getting James Marsden. Which oh okay. Did they already have him? Uh, uh, I don't remember if he was. In I the think first he's one. new. Maya Rudolph. Okay, that'll be coming good. in. Um. Yvette Nicole Brown. Okay. Wow, they're getting some some good stars. Idina Menzel's in it again, which I think she was in the first one. Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> um, and that's really all I see so far. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, arguably so they, bigger cast than yeah, the first so one. Yeah. So they added some big people. So should be good. Yeah. I that twenty twenty two seems right for that movie. Um, I was a little disappointed by the twenty twenty two on. Hocus Pocus too, because yeah. like this was first rumored like a year ago, and I, I I thought I thought for sure we would see it this holiday season, like yeah, in October. And I, f- I feel like it's kind of one of those ones where when we even heard about Disney Plus, this was one of the first things that yeah. fans wanted to see happen. Yeah, so I feel like they were talking about it pretty soon after it yeah. launched, and um, now we still have to wait another year and a half. But I, it, it'll be great when it comes out, and yeah, I'm just glad it's coming at all. So. Uh, my story, my uh, news of the week story is is probably a much shorter conversation. I just thought it was interesting, and maybe you didn't read this story, haven't heard about it, but I just think it's it's fun to kind of get behind the scenes. And this was not covered in the uh, the making of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and uh, felt like it was kind of kind of a cool story. So the headline on this one is uh, Sebastian Stan, who plays the Winter Soldier, uh, Bucky Barnes suffered a serious injury on his first day back as a winter soldier. So the first day of filming for the Falcon and the winter soldier series, he ended up injuring his ankle like really, really bad. This is the quote. It's, it's, it's really interesting. He said, he said, I just landed and I twisted my ankle so badly that I thought it was broken. Like I actually couldn't walk on it in between the takes. When we had to do the setups, I would run upstairs and two people would help me out of this boot. And I would just take, take my foot out and put it in a bucket of ice. <laughs> crazy yeah so yeah i think that's interesting that like you think you see these these guys as superheroes even though they're obviously just playing superheroes Mm -hmm. like sebastian stan to me is 
a super soldier, yeah. <laughs> even though he's not. And so it's so funny that they, like he literally just like landed kind of bad and like just twisted the crap out of his ankle. I thought he broke it. Yeah. And just ended up like, in, I mean, the second part of the story I think is is interesting as well that he's kind of like Tom cruising it a little bit where like he's just like fighting through the pain and mm-hmm. like, like let's keep shooting. Let's not lose the daylight or whatever it yeah. is. Like um, I just think that's, that's really cool that, and they were like probably up up against COVID nineteen and like mm-hmm. I mean we talked about that on a previous episode that in the making of the Falcon and Winter Soldier they actually had to split the production into two yeah. chunks because uh, COVID nineteen dropped in the middle of it so um, anyway uh, very interesting that that he uh, <laughs> that he heard himself like on the very first day back like it wasn't even like a weekend yeah. of shooting or whatever so that's so. pretty crazy but I mean it kind of. We've always teased with the Marvel stories how they're kind of humanizing uh, the superheroes. So now we have another humanized yeah. moment, yeah. but this time from the actor. <laughs> yeah, and I just like it. I think it's endearing when actors admit their really stupid moments like that. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I landed a little too hard on my foot. My bad. Um, and also that he wasn't like... You know, he's like, it seems like a really cool guy. Like that. He's just like, you know, we're not going to cancel the film. I'm not going to shut down the whole production. Like, you know, I screwed up. Let's keep going. We'll try to work around it. So, um, pretty cool. All right. Um, I think that's it for the news. Um, you want to do my new ducks first? That's the most recent one that I watched. That's fine. Uh, we'll go ahead and do that. We did miss uh, a week. It's been like, you know, more than an episode, like two weeks deep since our last ones, more yeah. than two weeks. So we actually have a couple episodes of Mighty Ducks Game Changers to review. And then the first two episodes of High School Musical, the musical of the series, uh, season two. So um, we are not at the finale yet, but that's coming. Uh, I believe it's dropping on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Yep. Okay. So Which as is we're, pretty crazy. Yeah, we're going to have a big show um, this weekend because we're going to be reviewing Cruella and then also the finale yeah. of Mighty Ducks. So um so we're talking about episodes eight and nine. We are going to do full spoilers if you're, you know, if this is your first episode of Disney Plus reviews that you're. Where listening have to. you been? Where have you been all this time? We've been here. We've been in here waiting for you, leaving you voicemails. Uh, why? Why won't you call us back? Podcast <laughs> ghosts out there. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, episodes eight and nine, uh, we're going to do full spoilers on those. If you haven't listened to those episodes, uh, sorry, uh, we're about to spoil it. You can <laughs> pause it or skip ahead. So, um, all right. Episode eight. We'll do, we'll, we don't have to go in chronological order as far as like through the episode, but we'll talk, we'll try to talk about eight first and then, good. and then go into nine just in case somebody has seen that one and not the other. Fine by me. Um, so uh, let's just jump into like favorite moments uh, first. I, I like to kind of kick off the conversations that way, but uh, what were some of the, the fun things that you enjoyed about episode eight? Well, I would definitely say the big highlight for me was the lucky socks. Oh man. That that was just so funny. <laughs> and of course, everybody's on board except Maya because <laughs> she's just too cool. Yeah. And it's just so funny that Coob starts this whole thing. Oh yeah. And just how then they finally get him to like take it off and it's literally like his foot has like molded into the sock. It's so nasty. And then how they finally <laughs> play that last game and then he reveals that he had his sock inside of his hockey mask. And yeah, it's just like, oh, they, they barely win. And 
um, you know, they uh, scored the winning goal like at the very last second of the game. They're like, yeah, we won. We just barely made and it. And we didn't even need and the we, socks. And we didn't even need the lucky socks. He's like, that's what you guys think. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's nasty. Um, yeah, I, I'm really... We'll get to episode nine here in a little bit, but I'm really enjoying Maya's character yeah. a lot. She's really um, kind of stepped out. She had that one episode with, between her and Lauren that was like girl drama. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was okay, but like... I think she's starting to get like really funny. Yeah. And she's, she's showing, she's kind of straight man in episode eight, but in episode nine kind of gets to play the, the, the comical character. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I really like her a lot. All the characters are, are so good, but she, I think she and Coob, like they're kind of playing off of each other in episode eight was really good. Yeah. That was very funny. Um, that's one of the biggest things. And I mean, the other moment that just sticks out for me is, that last line from uh, Evan saying, I know what I got to do. I got to fire my mom. Yeah. They're so good. Every, I feel like almost every episode has had some zinger at the end of the episode yeah. to get you to come back next week to, to see more of the drama. So to, to be fair, I think they're doing that the exact same thing with high school, high school musical, the musical yeah, of the series. For sure. Um, I did watch all of ep- uh, season one. Uh, I'm patting myself on the back right now <laughs> as we record. Um, and season one of that show was definitely like that. And they're, uh, they're just doubling down on it with yeah. season two, like just dropping that big zinger line at the end. So, so um, of course we got the moment where Alex enjoys winning, which I mean, who doesn't like winning? Yeah. I mean, find me somebody out there that doesn't enjoy winning. Cause who likes to be, lose over and over again yeah it's interesting i didn't think about this until i was already going into the next episode about halfway through i I thought about it but um alex is doing exactly what evan did yeah like so her son you know obviously made a big deal about we're the good guys the ducks are the bad guys and got sophie to come over switch teams Mm -hmm. over to his side and then in the very next episode he didn't leave the don't bothers but he went to the ducks like he went to practice and I feel like that's what Alex is doing now. Like she, after just rep- reprimanding him a couple episodes ago, she is now becoming yeah. coach T not full coach T, but she's starting to like kind of walk that way. But I mean, it's a very human element. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, gain that winning feeling. And like I said, who doesn't enjoy winning? Yeah. And sometimes it just goes a little too far. Yeah, I like the you use the word human, and I I like that. Like that they're trying to make her character believable. Like she's yeah. not this altruistic, perfect mom. Like she makes mistakes, and you know she got caught up in the emotion, and you know it became less and less about having fun and more and more about winning. And that was like the whole reason they even started the Don't Bothers. Yeah. So yeah, it can happen to anyone. So. Yeah, this is um, this episode is like the the montage episode. Like they they play like like four games, three or four games or something like that in this one episode. Yeah. Um. So it goes goes by really quick, but you can you can get a sense for her descent and you know mirrored with that the the team's kind of descent. Yeah. <laughs> towards towards her and ultimately at the end of the episode saying you know this is not good like. I, the the line right before Evan's big line at the end, Sophie looks at Evan and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially says something to the effect of like, this isn't why I joined the don't bother is like this. Yeah. This isn't the team that I, that I love uh, anymore. So, but yeah, she kind of like takes it to like a whole nother level because um, Logan 
I mean, obviously Logan's one of the weak links on the team and she literally won't even like let him play at all because she wants to win so bad. Yeah. And like, I mean, even like Bombay has to like come in and really like, uh, um, tell her, you know, he's been working really hard and everything. And finally, I mean, she wasn't even going to let him in, but then Nick pulls a nice moment and he's gets in. Yeah. Let's talk about Logan and Nick. Cause they are kind of like the central, uh, or one of the central pieces of, of this episode, obviously, um, Alex being the other one, but, um, they, I loved their playing off of each other. There's not a lot of scenes of them together. It's mostly Nick kind of watching from a distance and being jealous of, of Logan. He already is jealous of him because he's got the hair and the yeah. smile and like, you know, in that one and episode, he gets the girls. And yeah. Stuff. That one episode he's like, he's like, in my, in my mind, I, I'm a lot like Logan and except maybe taller. Um, so he like obviously looks up to Logan, but he also is extremely jealous of him and, he already thinks he has everything put together except he can't skate and he's already, and he sc- scores a goal. Like Nick scores mm-hmm. his first goal yep. at the beginning of the episode. And so he feels like, Oh, okay, I've got one up on Logan. And then, but oh, then the girls want Logan. Yeah. They all flock to him after the, after the game is over. So yeah, it's, and then we get those really touching moments between Bombay and, and Logan, which I thought were really, really good. Um, you want to talk some about the, the pancake, yeah. Flipping. I thought that was, this was like one of the cool, like one of the quintessential like ducks movie moments in yeah. this episode, in it's, this whole series. I thought it's kind of once again, the homage, um, because they're basically he's turning into Dwayne Robertson, mm-hmm. um, which he's the cowboy from the D two and D three. So, yeah, yeah. um, Bombay just sees, uh, Logan like flipping pancakes and stuff and he's just telling Bombay how he really wants to get better and he's just like and they're just trying all this stuff and then he's able to flip the puck up and I mean there you go and him and Bombay just really work hard and um, Nick really feels defeated by this because um, he just wants to be in the limelight for one moment. Mm. and But then you get a nice moment between Nick and Logan, and Logan explains like how um, the reason he even started cooking was all for his dad. Yeah. And so, I mean, you get a really nice moment where um, Nick has uh, two parents, but then Logan only has one parent. So... Nick kind of takes a step back and says, well, maybe Logan doesn't have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that scene. Cause it was really Logan saying, look, I am you. Like I I'm jealous of you. Yeah. Like th- when I see you with your moms, like your relationship with them and how they yeah. dote on you and how happy you are. I, I realize that's, I want that. Like I don't mm-hmm. even have what you have. And it really changes something in Nick. Like he realizes, Hey, like it's not always, what you see on the outside, like, you know, on the outside from a distance, it looks like Logan has everything put together yeah. in his life. And then when you really get close, you realize, Nope, that's not, that's not really how it is. So we kind of get that same type of thing in episode nine. We'll get there in a second, but mm-hmm. episode nine with Stephanie is like yeah. on the outside, you know, you, you think you know a person and then you get to know him and you're like, Oh, okay, well I guess there are some things that I get to enjoy that that person doesn't get to enjoy. Yeah. So, um, I love how like, 
Logan, <laughs> Bombay's training Logan one-on-one and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to skate. Like he's been playing this whole season and he doesn't even know how to skate on the ice. And um, he goes, oh, it's fine. It, you know, skating is just like riding a bike. He's like, I don't know how to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so that was a good funny moment. Um, another funny moment, I, I referenced it at the top of the show, but um, Alex makes brachos for... Um, and we see kind of a, a love interest. There's not a lot of attention paid to it in this episode. It really comes to a head in the next episode in nine. Yeah. But we start to see Sophie and, and Evan obviously have like a budding relationship starting and they're playing a video game together on the couch and mom comes in and she's like, you know, she's basically gets the impetus to like really go like pro with this team. Like again, she's making the switch temporarily um, to, you know, forget about the fun and go for the wins. And so she is, what is it? What she call it? Superfood. Yep. A superfood. Okay. She wants to make superfood for them. She pretty much gets the idea from like Sophie's parents. Yeah. And Sophie kind of references it throughout the episode that, Evan's mom is turning into her parents. Yeah. And Evan's just like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> and then at the end, of course, he's like, yeah, maybe she's taken out a little too far now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Bracha's that he's just like, uh, that doesn't seem like my mom. So it's basically broccoli with nacho cheese, but minus the nacho cheese. Yeah. And he's like, it's just broccoli. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, she tries to substitute every kid's but, favorite yeah. snack, <laughs> afternoon snack, coming home from TV or coming home from school. I want to watch TV and eat some broccoli. Oh yeah, uh, and then we get like I said, we get some some montage stuff. Um, they kind of run not an absolute killing, but they kind of run away against the Hawks six to three. Um, that's when they the magic socks come in and all yep. that kind of stuff. And then they uh, I forget what the next game is, and then. There's another game about the uh, against the Huskies at the very very end, and that's where Logan gets his moment and mm-hmm. gets to score the the winning goal at the last second. I I think the order up like that phrase is as we'll see that come back. Like yeah. that's it's not it may not be to the level of like knuckle puck, but it, it's it is definitely a phrase that you're going to remember from season one, and it'll come back in season two. Um, yeah, for sure. Order up. So, um. We get an interview with Alex on TV, and mm-hmm. the the kids in, in the on the team are watching it live and they or whatever. Don't even bring the kids on or yeah. at all. <laughs> it's what they're doing is trying to basically do like this, you know, very touching mom story mm-hmm. on the on the news because you know that they, they think it'll make ratings about this mom that's juggling. Right, she's she's working full time, she's full time mom, and she's a full time hockey coach, but she's doing hockey coaching in a different way. You yeah, know, not going for the wins, but just having fun. And you know, it's hashtag uh, fun fun sports or sports fun. I can't remember yeah, what the, something the hashtag, like that. Some, she has like this hashtag. It's on a mug. She's like this brand now. And as they're watching it, the kids are like, this, this is total bull. Like she's, yeah. she's, this isn't who she is at all anymore. So but I thought that was kind of interesting. And coach T like is seeing what's happening. Like he's like ribbing them about like, Hey, I saw the interview is, you know, you know, it was garbage. You guys aren't going to win that kind of thing. So yeah, coach T being coach T. Um, I think that's about everything from episode eight. Anything yeah, I missed? I don't think we, I mean, they have the conversation, the pizza place between Coach T and Alex, and it's kind of just one of those weird 
moments. They're really weird together on yeah. screen. I, I know they want it to be tense between the two of them, but it just comes off as like, Coach, I, I keep saying this every other episode, but I, the guy that plays Coach T, I think is a legitimately bad, bad actor. Yeah. Like he's, I just don't, I don't buy him as his character. I, I just don't, I just don't think he's good at acting. So like you put him with Lauren Graham on the same screen and they don't even seem like they're in the same league. This is another scene. It might be in episode nine, but where it's coach T yeah, it's nine when coach yeah. T and Bombay are together. Yeah. And I mean, he completely, Emilio Estevez completely destroys him in that scene yeah. too. So it's, it's super weird. I think just from an acting standpoint, but yeah, it's um, kind of just weird. Cause they're like exchanging, like, burns or blows but i mean it's just like this is kind of dumb i mean it's like put i mean i'm a terrible actor so like it's like put me on screen with lauren graham and like i'm supposed to deliver all these zingers and it's supposed to land but like i'm not gonna be able to deliver that line in a way that it lands yeah you know so um yeah, I think those are the weaker scenes in the episode. But yeah, um, overall, like I, I, th- I thought a really strong episode and it obviously cascades pretty well into nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously at the, the end of eight, they win the, the last game against the Huskies. They had to win six straight because they were so bad. They lost like five yeah. straight at the, at the beginning. But they went win six straight at the end, which puts them not at the number one spot, but the number two spot. But they still get to go to state. Yeah. Um, so the Ducks go to state. The Don't Bothers go to state. It's about what you expected for the end. Yeah. Um, and we find out in episode nine that's a 32-team tournament. So I guess you're just taking teams probably from throughout Minnesota would be my guess yeah, because it's state, but obviously it's going to come to a head, you know, where it's the ducks versus yeah, it's going to be the two of them. Um, of course together at the very end. I don't know how they do that in 30 minutes. I, I guess more montage. I said this, uh, uh, either last episode or the episode before that I wasn't even sure we would see that see states in this season of television. Yeah. Like it's, it's, they had to rush through a bunch of games in episode eight just to get to the final game and then get to the, you know, we haven't even seen a state game played. Like the whole episode of episode nine is about being at state, but they haven't played a game yet. And there's only 10 episodes in the season, right? Like I, I, there's 30 minutes of TV left. Yeah. I almost wonder if it's going to be longer. Oh, like a longer episode. Yeah. I, I hope so. I I hope that it's either a longer episode or it makes, it makes it pretty clear that we're not going to get to see the finale of this drama. Like if you want to find out how state finals, and uh, you have to tune in for season two or something like that. Because I, I, I predicted a few weeks ago that, like, I, I'm not even sure we see the end of this hockey season in yeah. this season of TV. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they will. I, I just, I hope it's a longer episode if they do that because but it's, it's going to feel like, really rushed. How long are you going to wait for season two then? I, well, it's going to be to, at to least a year. a hockey season? Yeah. It's going to be at least a year. And then all the kids, these are child actors. They're going to be a year older. Yeah. Um. I like stranger things has been similar to that. where like, you're following these kids and not much time is passing, but the actors are getting super old. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the thing with the same thing with Harry Potter is like these yeah. kids are, are looking, I mean, they were pumping, cranking out those movies yearly. Yeah, I guess, they but, did really well with Harry Potter for but sure. Like, but like those, you look at those actors now they don't look anything like their child yeah. counterparts. And, um, I, I just worry that, they're going to try to say, okay, well no time has passed between season one and season two, but these kids are like adults, like young adults now, you know, yeah. like Evan could grow like six inches mm-hmm. <laughs> in the next year. So anyway, uh, so episode nine, I uh, will get into that next. Um, 
they make good on the Evan fires his mom. They do that in like yep. practically the very first scene um, of the episode, and she surprisingly takes it pretty well. I yeah, I was a little surprised that she didn't try to fight it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like she, like when Evan is talking to her about it, I feel like she kind of is like, yeah, I did take it a little too far. Yeah. So then she's, it's kind of one of those scenes where she's taking off the training wheels and she's not even going to go to state. Yeah. That surprised me too. Yeah. I thought for sure she would at least go as a participant. I mean, as a um, spectator. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, I don't, I'm not even going to go. Um, you, you know, you need your space. You need to do your thing. I'm not going to go. So, um, I did think that was kind of weird uh, for her character. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she's trying to turn over a new leaf or whatever, but she is the helicopter mom. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I guess maybe her character is changing a little bit, but, um, and then Bombay is on the bus. He's giving a pep talk. He says, we're going to state and everyone yep. cheers. And, and then basically the rest of the episode is there. They're there. They're wherever they have to travel to go to, to go to state. Um, where, where would you go other than, I, well, yeah. they sh- they show the stadium at the very end of the episode, and I didn't re- recognize it. But aren't they from Minneapolis? Yeah, they're from like the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. So it's kind of <laughs> just like, where are they going for state? Because I mean, those of you that have been to Minnesota, Minneapolis kind of is Minnesota for you. It's the, the biggest city yeah. for sure. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe they only travel like thirty minutes or something, yeah. but um, they they make it look like this long journey. That but I mean. On. Obviously. I mean, they're taking, they're taking their clothes with them. Yeah. Like they're taking, they're packing. And I mean, <laughs> Alex gets there in a pretty big hurry. So you got to assume that oh. they're, they're somewhat close to. Actually, they did say it. I, I just remember this. I can't believe I forgot. Um, it's, it's at the total, at the very end of the episode, when Stephanie says, hop in the car, let's go. We got, I got my soon to be ex-husband's Porsche. Um, she says, we'll get there in an hour. So okay. yeah, she actually, they do let out that it's, it's an hour away. Yeah. So they could be in like a suburb of yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. It's interesting that they're packing and it's only like an hour. Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't want to drive an hour so, I every mean, day. It must be like a extended, like a week tournament, something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they're, they're on the road. Um, they, they get on the bus and um, what would you say are like the centric, plots on this one um, well um i'd say there's kind of two camps on the bus there's the boys camp where their whole main objective is to get evan and sophie together <laughs> and they just they know that they both like each other and so they just want evan to go for it and then i'd say in the girls camp they're kind of just like we just want to have a girls weekend <laughs> and we're just going to do all these girly things and we're just going to have a fun time with the three of us. Yeah. And so then um, the boys are all like trying to get Evan to text her and they, and then there's this like kind of mixer slash party or slash like just celebrating that they're at state. It's like a dance. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty kind much. Of, it's, it's almost like prom. they make fun of it and say it's not like prom, but it is essentially prom. Yeah. So they're just telling him to invite Sophie. So he finally gets up the courage and then uh, Sophie like tells the girls and they're just like, it's a girl's weekend. (laughs) And so you can't have a date. And so she kind of just like nonchalantly doesn't say yes, but doesn't say no either. Yeah. And um, 
all the boys are just like, well, you're definitely in the friend zone now. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's just humorous. To... It was cool to see the camp, the different camps. Like it's, it's like a junior high dance on the bus, yeah. like all the girls in the back. Um, but yeah, I thought was, was, we don't have a girl on this show to defend her gender. <laughs> like yeah. Caitlin couldn't join us. So she could, you know, obviously if she hears this, later and she you know she's gonna be offended i guess but I, to me it was very stereotypical girl oh, that, yeah, that they sure. that they were like you know girls weekend it's girls 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 and then like they get to uh the camp the campground or whatever after an hour and maya immediately meets xander i think is, yeah. is his name and just leaves them in the dust and, and she's like all of a sudden got a boy toy and then like I mean, it's not long. I mean, obviously there's more drama that we'll talk about, but like Sophie finds a guy as well. Yeah. From <laughs> or, the ducks. Oh, Trevor. Yeah. Yep. From, from the ducks and like hooks up with him and Lauren's all by herself. I was like, I, and again, I'm probably being unfair to girls in general when I say this, but like that to me, I've seen that a oh, thousand yeah, times. For sure. Like, Oh, it's, it's just the girls. We're going to be, be the, got each other's backs. And there's always one person and that a, a cute boy comes in. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> a cute boy comes in and then it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, uh, this is where we, I mean, we really are starting to see, we knew this was coming for several episodes now, but we're finally getting into the actual, you know, at one point, one of the guys tells him to DTR to find the relationship and, and it takes all episode long, but you know, they, they find, they have this kind of cutesy jealous thing where they're trying to make each other jealous the whole episode and finally come together at the ends. But I thought it was very it felt very real. Like this is what teen, this is what teenagers. Oh do. yeah, for sure. And, um, the scene in the photo booth is just comical okay. where they're just, they're fighting and then they, Oh, picture. So the, that scene, I wrote, I, I wrote a specific note. I take notes sometimes when I watch these things, I, I, in my notes, I wrote brilliant. Yeah, I, that that scene in the photo booth is one of my favorite scenes of the entire season. Yeah, I mean, you really before this scene, you really haven't seen that in a show before. I've so, never seen it like a photo yeah. booth scene, like where they're just sitting in a photo booth talking. I've never seen it in a movie or a television show. Yeah, so that was really written well. I, like as soon as they got to that, and it was like oh my God, they're going to go into that photo booth and they're going to start hashing this out. They're going to start fighting as the photos are being taken yeah. and they're and they're going to pause for photos as they fight. And th- during the f- the first photo, they literally like are just like spitting at each other. They turn and look at the camera and smile and then go right back to fighting each yeah. other. And I was like, this is, that is brilliant writing. Like I was... I was really amazed by that scene. It was perfectly done, perfectly choreographed. The tension was palp- palpable. It was just the right length of time. That was one of the best scenes in the whole series. I loved that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of drama. I mean, it's the same kind of thing that you're going to get in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I, I like him, but but he likes someone else. And, you know, there's this exactly. love triangle or love love square or whatever and, between the four of them. And I mean, it's a formula for any kind of like romantic comedy show. Yeah. You're going to have one of those moments where there's so many shows out there where um, you obviously want those two together, whether it be like um, in the office with like Pam and Jim and Chuck with Chuck and Sarah. Yeah. And big bang theory with Penny and Leonard. Yeah. I mean, you obviously know that these two are going to end up together, but we just got 
go through these hoops and <laughs> tunnels and jump over these bridges yep. to get there. But we'll finally get there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was very I think um satisfying to see the the conclusion of that. Like we knew it was coming for so long and then you know we finally got to see it happen. Um the uh, it got, this episode uniquely gave was it Mary Jo? They call her MJ for short. Yeah. Um, it gave her something to do. She she primarily has just been the podcaster, like at their yeah. at their games, uh, kind of you know essentially you know calling the the game. Her and her dad. <laughs> yeah, but this actually gave her some like it gave her a chance to be an actual character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not typically been a character really. Yeah. Like she delivers some zingy kind of lines, but she's not actually been a person. And in this one, we not only get her and Evan, there's a little misunderstanding thing at the beginning where she thinks that he's saying, Oh, how do I ask somebody out? And she's like, the answer is yes, I'll go with you. And then, but we also get between the tension between her and Nick. Yeah. Which I mean, who knew Nick was even into this girl. They used to do a podcast together, but he never gave any kind of lead that he he was into her. And so, um, and then at the end of the episode, Evan like puts both of their hands together and he's like, you guys like each other go. Yeah. <laughs> so I I thought like okay like I would like to she won't get a, a limelight in this in this season like it'll be season two yeah. but I almost wonder if she joins the don't bothers in season two and actually becomes like a more fully fleshed out character yeah so it could be we'll see yeah um, the other big thing that's going on oh there's a couple more things I guess there's the 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 drama with Bombay and Coach T which I really want to get to that's crazy but real quickly I think we can just kind of briefly cover the the um, Stephanie and Alex yeah. thing I liked this this turn in their relationship what did you think about it yeah um, I mean I think one thing that season nine probably definitely pointed out is who the actual bad guy yeah. in this show is. And for a lot of it, you could have said that Stephanie's kind of the bad guy. But after this episode, it's definitely Coach T. Oh, it's firmly Coach T now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I really saw Stephanie as the bad guy, the, the the foe that she had to defeat. I mean, we had a whole episode called Hockey Moms that yeah. was literally about their tension, about how they had to battle each other and, and, and beat each other down. And so I thought, okay, well, she's obviously going to be the one that she's going to, I'll show you by the end of the season, and they are not going in that direction. Yeah. Um, with episode nine, Stephanie is... Almost, I mean, we'll see how it pans out, but almost in Alex's camp. Like yeah. she's like rooting for Alex now, which is so bizarre that they turned turned that that way. But yeah. I I really dug it. Like I I've said this on other episodes of our show that I I've not really enjoyed Stephanie's character. I yeah. I, I think she's a li- she was a little too on the nose villain to to me. Like she didn't seem like she had any rhyme or reason to be as nasty as she is. I know there are people like this in the world. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it, I just didn't buy it for, for her character. And now the, the, the facade is falling down and you, she's going through a divorce and she's confiding in Alex and Alex softens towards her. And they spend the evening, you know, carousing at, at the office and like, you know, raiding the, the cheese fridge and have sharing a bottle of, of really expensive, you know, customer wine or whatever yeah. that they grab. Like I, I was, I, I bought it. Like I, I was just like, okay, all right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. This is cool. And I mean, you definitely feel like 
Stephanie really like sides with Alex, like all she's done yeah. throughout the show. And it, it's really made me like if to go back and watch the first eight episodes before this, like if I'm not going to do this, I don't have time. But like if I went back and rewatched the first eight, eight episodes, I might see those, those scenes with a different lens now. Yeah. Like, like knowing what she's going through in her private life and it's affecting how her public life is like, it, it really could kind of shade that character yeah. differently now that we know what we know. And like, I mean, it kind of opens up another shade where she kind of is, jealous of what alex has yes because like um now that this comes to light that her and her husband are going through a divorce you're kind of just like well you you basically can just see that her and uh she is jealous of alex and bombay and what they have because she currently isn't having success in her marriage yeah and she, she really oh um she doesn't talk too much about the twins except that, you know, that they're around the house and stuff like that. But you kind of get a sense cause she talks about Evan quite a bit as well, that she's jealous of, of Alex's relationship with Evan, how yeah. she wishes she had that same relationship with her kids. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's very similar to the Nick and Logan and envy, you know, yeah. they envy each other. And we're seeing that with these two characters as well. But I, I liked this one even better than the Logan and, and Nick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought this was really, really cool to see a different side of her character. I'm very interested to see, cause she's still a, she's still a duck's mom. Uh, she wasn't planning on going to the tournament, yeah. attending it because of, again, everything that's going on in her private life. But, and Alex wasn't planning on going either, but now they both showed up to the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, so the two questions are, does Stephanie stay or does she go back and deal with stuff? Uh, go back to Minneapolis or, and, and if she does stay, who's she rooting for? Cause like she has to root for her kids, but yeah. I don't see it. If let's say she ends up rooting for the ducks and roots, essentially roots against the don't bothers. Mm-hmm. I don't see that they dig into that anymore anymore. Like, I don't think she, she wants to see the demise of the don't bothers like she always has. Yeah. So, so that's probably all there is to say on that. But I, I liked th- seeing that that dimension to their yeah, their relationship. For sure. Um, okay, let's get into the really juicy stuff. Yeah. Coach T and Bombay. This was awesome. Yeah. Like this was this was textbook Mighty Ducks, like the movie the nineties movies yeah. brought to the the series. Oh yeah, for so sure. You you go first, talk about it. Um so basically what's happening is Bombay's having a drink in like the hotel lobby. And he sees like Coach T coming up, and then Coach T basically gets like chewed out by a parent, and about like playing time, which of course it's uh, kids where parents want to live their lives through their kids. So their kids <laughs> you, you, you obviously never experienced that as a coach, yeah. have you? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um. So, and Bombay's kind of just like, well, you know, I I realize what you're going through because I've gone through that too. And then Bombay kind of delves into the story of, um, which he kind of touched on it briefly earlier in the season, but just how he ended up helping the kid, um, who didn't have enough money, um, and just, uh, helping him out with stuff and they call it improper benefits. And, um, Mm -hmm in college now, but, uh, 
it's just kind of crazy for sure. It's interesting that they came back to that story again. Like yeah. the the first time we heard it, he was he was regaling the tale to Alex. Yeah, and this time he's telling the exact same story again but it has a very different outcome. He's t- telling this time he's telling this story to coach T and you think they have a moment. Cause like, I, yeah. I mean, I bought it. Like I, I was, I was not expecting the ending to happen the way that it did to this episode. When he confides in coach T, I thought, I thought at worst coach T would take that information and go, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe you're not so bad after all, but we're yeah. still going to, you know, stuff the lockers with you guys. Like, you know, and, but he goes so yeah. Like maniacal villain. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. And um, it's just kind of one of those moments where you're thinking, you know, maybe Coach T is human after all. Yeah. And maybe he really understands where Bombay is coming from. Well, you, you realize they have something in common. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I, whether he was lying through his teeth or whether he really meant it, at one point Coach T like says, hey, I would have done the same thing. And, and like in that moment, I was like, all right, all right, yeah. this guy's not so bad. And so, of course, then you find out that um, it's like right before their first game. And uh, then some official shows up saying, summoning Bombay to this hearing. And um, so they go on this big spiel about how um, this league that they're in is sponsored by the NCAA. And since he was dismissed by the NCAA, he now can't coach the Don't Bothers. So it's just kind of one of those things where um, it's very evident that everything he told to Coach T um, had been divulged to the committee now. Yeah, such a dirty move. Um, is this real, by the way? Like, does this, does this, yeah, is this for sure. kind of thing real? Yeah. Okay. Um, college athletes aren't supposed to take any sort of cash consideration. Yeah, I, I knew that part was real. I, I meant like, um, like if I if I played in the NCAA or coach or whatever, and then and then got dismissed, you know, um, in a, in a bad way, like I did something uh, wrong. I mean, like would I not be able to ca- coach something sponsored by the NCAA? Most likely, probably. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that it's just coming up now, yeah. but they are at it like a, you know, a sponsored NCAA tournament. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think there's, and it's really a scouting rule. Like yeah. they, they don't want somebody that's been, you know, dishonorably discharged for, for lack of a better term mm-hmm. from the NCAA to represent students or kids that yeah. are being scouted by the NCAA. So, which I'm sure, I mean, like that probably does, that sounds legit to me. Like it sounds like a real rule. So, um, then of course, which I feel like this kind of subtly, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of, this is kind of their throwback to the original where in D3, they have the whole court hearing where they're going to take their scholarships away. Yeah. It's kind of. I kind of feel like that's kind of what they're going for because then Alex comes in and kind of saves the day with the technicality. And since um, no scouts had ever came to any of their practices, technically they're not um, associated with the NCAA. Yeah, it's a huge loophole, but it's a legitimate one. I mean, they haven't been scouted at all, so... 
yeah, she doesn't see that this rule even applies yeah. to him. And ultimately that wins the day. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those moments kind of like where in D3, uh, Eden Hall had offered them the scholarships. And then when, as soon as they signed it, they were in a binding contract. Yeah. And for this, um, no NCAA scout had ever been to one of their practices, which, I mean, this is probably a legitimate, uh, like, and or hockey organization if they're at, which, I mean, they talked about the scouts in, like, the beginning in the original episode or yeah. the first episode, but. The association they mentioned is the American Youth Hockey Association, yeah. which I'm sure is some kind of national thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was definitely, uh, I mean, I feel like if there was a scene that was supposed to like pay homage to the original trilogy. Yeah. That was probably the scene. I didn't pick up on that connection, but you're absolutely right. It did feel a lot like uh, D three. So then basically they back off. So once again, you think that Alex may be coming back as the coach, but it seems like they're going to go with Bombay and Alex is just going to watch this play out. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think you're right. I think the last episode is le- legitimately only Bombay in the in the um, dugout. Yeah, <laughs> what do they the, call that? In the box, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what they call that area, but yeah, no, he's the only coach of the team. Yeah. Um, so, because I, I think like if they would have let her, I, I think she would have stepped in and replaced him and been and her been the only coach, Alex. Yeah. But but now that he's you know, she found the loophole. She shows up as his quote lawyer and like, you know, defends him or whatever. Um, I also thought it was really dirty how they were like, Hey, you know, feel free to say, say your piece. And he delivers this awesome speech. That's very, rem- like you said, reminiscent of yeah. D three of like, you know, this is why we play hockey. This is why we coach. What if, if that, if none of this matters, you know, why are we even, why are we even here? He talks about how, you know, people can change and that's what being a coach is all about. And yeah. you know, that why should the team be penalized over something stupid that I did decade, you know, decades ago. And it's just like, Oh, like it gets your, all the feels going and they're yeah. like, yeah, but rules, rules. You're still dismissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, but so, yeah, so yeah, she saves the day and I guess he's now the, the only coach of the, of the yeah. ducks. So, so I mean, the, don't bother. I would say, um, I got kind of a side prediction. Yeah. Um, my guess is the person that I gave money to is Charlie and that's how we're going to get Charlie to return to the ducks. Ooh, that's really good. And so that's kind of my side prediction right there. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Cause obviously it's somebody that he cared about and kind of, so if you're out there listening, Disney <laughs> and you haven't already written the script for season two. Yeah. That's, that's what you need to go with. Yeah. That's a good nugget there. So, he met, he does mention that the the player that he helped out he gave money to was in need like yeah. like a poor like kind of not poverty level but yeah. like like someone that need definitely needed help monetarily and what we know about district 5 is they definitely are kind of like don't bothers and definitely live in like the poor yeah. area yeah that's awesome uh, that that'd be so cool i would love to see that yeah, and that would be a great way to to reintroduce his character. And boy, I think if you can get Joshua Jackson, you sign him sign him up for more than one episode. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be awesome to watch. 
so yeah, I mean the episode pretty much ends there. It's it's um, you know Alex and Bombay addressing the team and saying you know let's get ready for battle and Alex's fun battle. Yeah, <laughs> and then roll credits. Uh, right before that, we got Evan uh, admitting to Sophie that on the bus that he likes her and uh, they make up for their their fight and it looks like they're gonna start. I I do predict that the final episode will have a kiss. I, I think you'll see you'll see a, a big celebration moment when they win. They're they're gonna win, right? Yeah. You would have to think. I I, I wrote down, um, I do they win, question mark? I think they kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, I'd say they kind of have to at this point. Yeah, because a few weeks ago, I predicted that they probably wouldn't win. Yeah. But I also thought that it would take us long. Like, they wouldn't even go to state. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, now that they've gone all the way to state, it, it feels like it would be very anticlimactic oh, to, yeah, to have sure. them lose. I, if they did lose, I would say it'd be, it'd be like one point loss like a yeah. they almost beat them and that just infuriates coach t that they almost won but i don't know they're they're probably gonna win yeah so we'll find out i mean they legitimately have gotten a lot better yeah um my only negative only big negative i've i've, I've listed a couple neg- small negatives i guess but um i don't i don't like a uh fast forward montage very much in shows movies i get it like i understand you only have an hour and a half to tell a story so like you have to race through some stuff i didn't see any need to race through in a series in a a tv series especially one like this like why not make it 11 episodes why not make it 12 episodes like you have an an eternal amount of time i mean people aren't going to watch 30 episodes i mean it's literally their service yeah so they can do whatever they want they can make the episodes 40 minutes long they can do they can they have as much time to tell a story as they want and so when they gloss over entire games and just show them winning but don't really show anything that's happening not just with the players themselves, like their stats, but the how they're growing as humans. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like that was a major loss for the series. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't believe that they, um, pun intended, skated through <laughs> all <laughs> that stuff. Go, <laughs> so yeah, I that was I wasn't like distraught or like ups- really mad or anything. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh come on, guys! Like, couldn't you? couldn't you have made this episode 45 minutes and shown us more details of like, I feel like we've only seen like they've played like 12 games, but we've only seen like four of them or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't, I just don't feel like we're getting a lot of hockey in the series, which I, I like, I like the split, but I expected more of a 50, 50 split. And we're just not going to get that. Um, at, at least not in season one. And I'm not a writer and you know, maybe my idea is like really a really bad one, but I just, I was really disappointed with how they treated like the whole second half of the season. They just really just kind of race yeah. through it. So, but I'm still loving the series. The characters are, holy cow, so much better than I thought they were going to be. I, I've been really pleasantly amazed with with this with this season. So um, even like I've talked openly about my, <laughs> not disdain, that's going a little too far, but like I, 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 I definitely d- did not like Alex's character the first half of the season. And even her character is starting to come around for me where they're, again, you use the word humanize, they're humanizing her more. And I, I, I'm starting to identify with her, even, <laughs> even though I don't necessarily still like her personality. Yeah. Um, her, I'm starting to understand her better. Uh, and I don't think they gave us a lot of reason to really understand her in the first half. So um, yeah, the, the series is really grown on me even more and, and I, I thought the first episode hit it out of the park so um, yeah really good 
All right, well, uh, let's jump into the next uh, series. We're going to talk about, take a deep breath. Yeah. <gasps> High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two, episode one and two. <sighs> okay, got it all out. So do you want to quick give us a brief recap of season one since you're the one that has yeah. seen it? Yeah. Recently. So, okay. So here's my just general, like really quick thoughts on, on season one. Um, <laughs> can I share with you my biggest surprise from season sure. one? So uh, this is super weird. I, I saw this out of order, so to speak. Like I heard lots of people talk about it for like over a year and then watched it. Most people did, did that in reverse. Right. So, um, I had a lot of expectations going into the season that were not, it wasn't, you know, it's not, like anyone did me wrong or told me false stuff. I just like, I took all the wrong things from some of the conversations. So I thought that season, I thought the series, like the TV show itself was really about like the, like putting on the production of a musical mm-hmm. and it is kind of, but it's, it's like, like that part of it is like 20% of the, of the show. Yeah. And that to you is so obvious, but I did not go in and go in with that kind of lens when they were doing like heavy, like character, you know, introduction and stuff like that in the first couple episodes. I was like, okay, well, we have to get to know these guys. And then they're just going to dive into like nothing but like practices for the show and how they're putting on this show, this fake show for television, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a documentary style, you know, think The Office or uh, Parks and Rec, that kind of thing. And so, but then like th- episode three, episode four is like more drama, more relationship, more relationship drama, more stuff between boy and girl. And it never lets up. And by the end of the series, I was like, this whole show is about relationships. Yeah. It, it wasn't, I mean, the, the, the idea that they're putting on a musical is really backdrop. Like all, all the stuff that you come to the show for has nothing to do with the musical. Now I will say that in season two, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the first couple episodes of season two are, have been, in my opinion, way more heavy, pushing more into the actual, like, let's put on a show. Yeah. You're still getting some Ricky and Nini stuff. Um, and, and some other character relationships as well, but boy was season one, like just not about putting on the musical at all. Um, I love all of the characters in this show. I, that was, that was one thing that was teased to me before I started watching season one that totally, met up to my expectations. I I I expected to love all the characters and I did. Um, I, everyone loves Ricky and Nini. Obviously that's, they're the main ones, but I honestly really like, um, Ashlyn and big red. I think they're really interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, say, say what you want or whatever, but I, I, I like Carlos and Seb. Like Mm -hmm. I like seeing their relationship, uh, come together. Um, I, I love all the, (laughs) <laughs> the drama, the high school drama around the production of a stage musical yeah. is so true to life. Like I, all these guys have been in music, probably almost all of them have been in musicals in their actual high schools, like growing mm-hmm. up, like these, yeah, these actors. For sure. And so like they're playing this like exactly the way I'm sure that it happens in like in real. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff that's eccentrified, but, but like it's, it is the drama between like, Oh, she got that part and I wanted that. And now I hate you. And blah, blah, blah. it's like, that's all the stuff that you would fully expect to see in high school. Yeah. And it's just played to perfection. Um, I will probably mention this again as we get into season two, but Gina is the, one of the freaking best dancers I've ever seen in my life, in my <laughs> life, Grant. She is amazing. Yeah. I, I cannot believe that 
all of the different styles and moves that she can pull off. Her singing is good. It's mm-hmm. not great, in yeah. my opinion, but her dancing is off the charts, and she brings a talent to the show that is honestly fantastic. I, I was not prepared for how good some of the visual dancing is in season one. That brings up one of my negatives with season one is there there is a definite lack of like musical numbers and dancing numbers. Yeah. I, I the first thing I watched of High School Musical, the musical the series, and you know the, <laughs> this already, but was the Christmas special. It was the first thing I ever watched. Which was wonderful. <laughs> it was awful. So that was my first impression, right? Yeah. Of, of what the series is. And they end that Christmas special with literally the first two minutes of season two. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, you know, minute for minute, exactly the same as the intro. And I thought, oh, well, that's what season one was like. There's them just like singing and dancing through the halls of their high school at East High, you know. And that's not at all what it is. Like season one is really a, a drama. It's co- it's a comedy as well. It's very yeah. funny, but it is. It's not a musical drama at all. Like they're putting on a musical, so they have to. They do some some singing and some dancing, but they're not singing around like their living room very much, unless they're singing to each other like a love ballad or something. So that was a surprise as well, and honestly, kind of a negative for me. Um, I hope we get to see more singing and dancing in, in season two. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, all the characters. Um, I really, I really enjoy all of them. We got to know all of them. I think about equal part and parcel, which mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. Um, Carlos and Big Red, like you think they're going to be smaller characters, but they end up becoming huge characters by the yeah. end of the season. So, um, yeah, really good. I can I can I confess something that you may not agree with. I I don't know how many people actually would. I probably a lot of people would disagree with me, but I actually really like EJ a lot. <laughs> like I know he's a dirtbag. He's yeah. he's a total scumbag, and especially in season one, we'll see if he changes in season two, but. There's something about him I really like. He's not a great singer. Um, he's, you know, okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good as an actor, I think. But his character is so awesome. I, I just, I think every time he speaks, I just get ready to laugh because he's such, he's such just a turd, like, to yeah. everyone. Like, even his cousin, like, his cousin calls, Ashling is, is his cousin, calls him out on his BS all the time. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't care. Like he yeah. just keeps going. And I, I'm like, man, I really like this guy, even though he's the bad guy of the show. Like I, I was like, man, he is, he's really funny to watch. So I, I, uh, yeah, even the characters that people don't like are characters that I like. So a uh, huge recommend from Grant and Caitlin. And I'm, I'm finally glad I finally took the plunge. Cause I really enjoyed season one. Yeah. So. And I didn't know, like I, like an idiot, I was I watched the trailer just like you did for season two, and I was like, "Oh, look, they're teasing that Nini's going to another school." I wish she didn't see that coming. <laughs> and then I get to the end of season one, I was like, "Oh, they totally planned this. Like that was a crucial part of the end of season one." Yeah. So um, I feel there. Dumb. You go, Phil. I feel dumb now. It's okay. So um, I don't know if you want to start with that with Nini or whatever. That's honestly that's the more boring part of season two for me is the Nini stuff. But yeah, I um, mean, I would just say. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like the big kind of... There's probably two main plot points in episode one. Um, one being uh, what musical they're going to do. And everybody thinks it's going to be High School Musical 2. Which, which, by the way, they should not have spoiled that in the Christmas special or the trailer. Yeah. like I, That would have been a huge bomb drop. Because, I mean, 
every watcher of the show, you and I, yeah. would have been fully ex- expecting him to do High School Musical too. Yeah. And it, I think they spoiled that too early. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then the other uh, big plot point is Nini trying to tell uh, Ricky that she's going away to this boarding drama school. It's like a music conservatory type yeah. place. And so... Um, it was one of those things where, um, I mean, obviously, um, you saw in season or episode two, not season two, um, that this, I mean, it just feels like the school is like soul sucking. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, you look at the lighting and everything and nobody looks happy at all. Yeah, she's staying in like this drab dormitory type situation and the, like vocal rest, they can't talk to each other. There's like they have to learn this awful like school song. That's, yeah. the, the song ends with um, long live the black and gray or the black and blue. Yeah. I was like, man, that's terrible. <laughs> it's prison. She's she's in oh, ja- yeah, she's in jail. Sure. Like that's that's basically what it is. Um, I, I don't enjoy those scenes by the way. Yeah. I, the rest of the episodes I've been really loving. Yeah. Um, I mean that, that, that cast is so good and they have so much chemistry together. It's always going to be electric whenever they're on screen, yeah. screen together, but I'm not buying the relationship between Nini and her roommate yet. Um, the, the stuff with her professors or whatever you want to call them are so, it's so stuffy. It's almost a little unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, uh, when they get to a Nini scene, I'm like, ah, okay, I gotta get through this to get back to the good yeah. stuff. So it's obviously, I mean, I don't think this is a shocking prediction, but obviously you would assume at this point that she's going to hate it so much that yeah. she's going to come back to, uh, school i i honestly think the only character that could 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 convince her to stay would be dean patel yeah because like the dean like is actually somewhat likable like she's she's not she's not a total you know ball of gray and black like she's got a little bit of color to her but i mean obviously i think it's you'll see it in this season I, i think she'll transfer back yeah so i mean it just kind of is one of those things where i mean i I'd say the best word for it is soul sucking yeah. because who would want to go to this school? <laughs> it's awful. Like yeah. she, she, she was like squealing when she found out that she got to go there. Yeah. And then now that she's there, you can, I mean, and it's not just because that's the, it's the long distance thing with Ricky. Like it's, it's like slowly killing her from, from inside. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if they'll introduce like a love interest or something to, you know, kind of play that love triangle thing. Yeah. Uh, that might sound a little rote. And I think, and I think it, it would be, but um, that's the only thing I could I could think of that would get her to like think about staying is either Dean Patel or some kind of love interest, a guy that you know that she falls in love with or whatever. Yeah, I almost thought there was going to be a love triangle with uh, the girl. I don't even know what her name is. The girl that uh, is kind of like the actor pro, the new girl. Yeah, yeah. They finally gave her a name at the end of episode two, Lily. Okay. Yeah, and. So I almost felt like that, but then, I mean, we don't need to jump to it right now, but obviously that's not going to happen, you don't think, at this point? No, she's she's clearly the villain of, of this yeah. season. So. 
Um, I, speaking of villains, I, I like the, the the backstory and the relationship between Miss Jen and Zacky. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Zach or whatever. Um, so it's this guy that she briefly dated and when they were in high school. Okay, and the, he broke her heart. Yeah. Or well, he decided to go like this big New York drama school. Yeah. And stuff, and basically left her behind. Left her in the dust. That's right. And then, like, she's never gotten over it. She hate, she's hated him ever since. And, like, she knows, like, the my days it's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they have their whole, like, costume run in. And it's just like, who are you? <laughs> By the way, Miss Jen in, in season one was, like, that awful, like, very sharp character. Like, I mean, sh- um, painful sharp. Yeah. Like, in the, in the first half of season one. And then she becomes likable and very friendly towards the end of season one. And she's picking up right where she left off with season two. Like, mm-hmm. she's immediately likable and you want to root for her and everything. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't start out that way with season one. But yeah, seeing her like just like snarl her lips at, at Zach every time is it, it's funny to me every time yeah. I love I love seeing them. And how he has to like basically go through like their whole backstory in order for her to be like, Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So there's obviously an immediate rivalry. This is, you know, essentially to use Ducks language, it's Ducks versus Don't Bothers. It's yeah. East High versus Nor- North High. North High. And they are both competing for the Menkes, yeah. which is the Alan Menken Awards, apparently. And the catch is that you have to do something Alan Menken actually wrote. Yeah. And so, or directed? Was he writer or director? I can't remember. Uh, writer? I thought he was like music. Oh, a composer? Yeah. You're probably right. So something that he had a hand in and High School Musical 2 is doesn't fit, yeah. fit that category. Kenny Ortega <laughs> and Alan Menken aren't the same people. Yeah. So at the, I mean, everyone, everyone, including the cast, every member of the cast is they're like listening. They're watching high school musical too. In their free time, they're singing all the songs in their, on their couch. Yeah, Ricky's like, literally already <laughs> done a rendition of bet on it. Yeah. They, they're prepping for high school musical too. And then, yeah, and then Miss Jen at the last second announces, "We're not doing that. We're doing Beauty and the Beast because she yeah. wants to stick it to, to Zach basically and show him that that they're better." Which than I mean, like you said, I feel like it would have been like shocking, jaw dropping if we wouldn't have known that they were going to switch it. Yeah, that was a huge lost opportunity. I I don't know why they did that. I think they they thought, and I don't think this is accurate, but I think they thought that they had to give us something to get us to come back. Yeah. But if you watch season one, you're coming back. Like mm-hmm. I, why wouldn't, why wouldn't yeah. you watch season two? So like they were like, well, you know, Hey, you know, don't forget about us. Come back for season two. We're doing beauty and the beast. Like, no, you, you yeah. have to tell us that. Like we, we were already on board. So, I mean, I was on board and I hadn't even seen season one. Cause I mean, we would have assumed that they were going to do high school musical too. Yeah. I mean, everyone at home would have had the same shock that the characters did in the show. Um, so that, yeah, that was a, that was unfortunate, but, um, it, it was kind of neat to kind of see how all that unfolded and, um, the shock on their faces and, yeah. you know, all the drama that ensued from that. But yeah. And like, I, I mean, I thought, um, just skipping ahead to episode two, I, I didn't really think like for like character choices, I don't really think there were any like big shocks. I mean, I guess you could say Ashline oh. gained bell. Over Gina, that was a big shock. It's kind of a shocker. I I thought, I thought it was either gonna. 
I thought it was. I didn't think that New Girl Lily was going to get yeah. it, unless it was just, they were just going for real drama. But um, I thought either Gina would get it, or I actually thought maybe um, uh, Courtney would get Courtney, it. Courtney, yeah, yeah. Because I, I thought, I mean, okay. So I didn't say this in my review from season one, but Courtney was my favorite character in season one that they didn't use. Mm-hmm. They they didn't utilize. Yeah. She is probably their, their best singer yeah. on the show. I'll just say that. Nini is really, really good. The, the girl that plays Nini is yeah. a fantastic singer. But boy, the soulful voice of Courtney. Yeah. Holy crap. Like, I think she could steal the whole show. And they kind of play on that a little bit in season one where like they actually, she's just like the stagehand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they actually bring her on to the set and then actually have her play a part for, you know, half the musical or whatever because she's that good. Yeah. And they, there's that moment where she's singing and it was like... <gasps> Oh my gosh, you're like, you're great. Why aren't you in the show? And so I like my, at the end of season one, I was like, I hope they use Courtney a lot in season two. Like yeah. I really want to see more of her character, both for singing and f- just for being fun. Cause she's, I think she's a cool character. Um, and so I really thought like she might legitimately get the bell roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, giving it to Ashton, I think was a, a good surprise and a good payoff, I think for yeah. her. So, but I mean, Obviously, Ricky was going to get the Beast, and yeah. EJ was going to get Gaston. Yep. I mean, that that wasn't a shocker. Um, I mean, so. Big, Big Red does his tap dance thing, whatever, and then Miss Jen writes on her paper, a perfect LeFou. Yeah. It's like, yep, that's perfect, too. So. so, I mean, I think it'll be good, and I mean, kind of, I mean, obviously, they were creating a villain in Lily, but I mean... Hands down to Miss Jen for, I mean, she definitely didn't deserve to be in the show. Yeah. So, I mean. Did you see that coming? I, that was a surprise to me. Yeah, I, that, I, I mean. I didn't, I didn't predict that she was going to come down on her like yeah. that. So, I mean, but good for her. Um, so, that was cool. And, but yeah. So, I'm interested to see where um, this is headed. Yeah. Um, the, the other character I want to see more of is Mr. Mazzara. Yeah. I really like him a lot. And boy, he was barely in season one. I, again, the first thing I saw was the Christmas special and he ha- he has yeah. a whole song that he sings a duet with, mm-hmm. uh, in, with Ashlyn or with Ashlyn, with Miss Jen in, yeah. um, the Christmas special. He doesn't even sing mm-hmm. in the, in the actual show. He's, he's got a pretty decent voice, Yeah, but, uh, I, he was really, he's always funny to me in season one and they're still not utilizing him a lot in season two. I think he's just always going to be that background character. Yeah. But I actually really like him a lot. And, um, I, I think there's, there's a definite possibility of, of romance between him and Mr. Oh Man. yeah, for sure. Um, maybe not this season, but we'll see it at some point, but, um, he is just always, his delivery is just always so funny. Um, but yeah, so like he gives that he has that his big scene in season two and then episode two was when he encounters Ricky in the hallway and he's like he's like hey you know just you know he's like he's he's supposed to be that like confidant of like give you oh, let me give you a pep talk so you can go in there and yeah and wow him over but instead he's just like yeah that's that seems about right you're a deadbeat that always gives up on things halfway yeah I mean <laughs> which he's not wrong yeah it's kind of. I mean, in a way, it kind of is a pep talk yeah. where he's just kind of using reverse psychology on him because he's just like, well, that's kind of how you are in school. And I mean, you did back out in season one. So that sounds about right. Yeah. He he dropped out in the middle of the show. Yeah. <laughs> the live show. They ended up having to switch parts. 
um, EJ ended up playing Troy for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, he, he does tend to back out on things. Obviously he backed out on Nini on their relationship and you know, he's trying to change. He's trying to be different, but you know, he was legitimately thinking about not even trying out because that's what he does. He backs out on things. And really his only reason for being in the show at all in season one was because of Nini. He wanted to win her Mm -hmm. back. And in this season it's now he's doing it for him. Like season one, he was doing it for her. Now he's doing it for himself. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his character continues to evolve. But yeah, I, I just, I really enjoy that interaction between the two of them. Ricky is continues to be amazing. He's such a, a, a very deep, fully fleshed out character at this point. Like he, he's not confident still, even after everything he did in season one, but still has talent and Miss Jen sees that in him and obviously wants to reward that. Yeah. So yeah, um, what do you think of Lily so far? She, she's really the only new, new I, I character feel like added. we need to know a little bit more about her. Obviously, I mean, what I kind of thought was she was going to kind of start a love triangle between Nini and Ricky and her. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously that still could happen. I mean, I don't think it's likely with her now supposedly transferring schools. But, um, I mean, I could still see that happening, but it's just kind of, I don't know really what to think of her at this point, except she's not a very nice person. Yeah. I mean, she find out like laughs at, at the people that during auditions laughs yeah. at people when they mess up and stuff like that. Um, big red has a, a big stumble moment and she just like, she's like, Oh my gosh, or whatever. Yeah. it's literally kind of just like, um, she definitely thinks she's better than everybody else, and so. she she has some background and she she lie tells a white lie and says like, "Well, I've never done you know local theater before," yeah. but you know, but then you know she says, "I've never done theater before," and then later she says, "Well, I meant local theater. I've done other kinds of theater, yeah. meaning national tour." Like she's been like some kind of big star at some mm-hmm. point, so. And then basically, I mean, that's kind of all we know about her. And then at the end of the episode, she she calls North High and says, you know, she doesn't say anything. It goes to fades to black. But I mean, you know, basically what she's going to say is, do you have any openings there for, for me and, to fit I mean, I, I don't think this is going on a limb, but I would definitely say she's probably going to be the star of their show. Yeah, definitely. What? And she'll probably be Ariel. I was going to say, I, I couldn't remember what show they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Yeah, they, she, at one point, was it Ash, I think Ashlyn at the end says, um, you know, she's like, I can't believe I, I got the role of Belle. I, be, I beat out a girl who literally looks like a Disney princess. Yeah. And, and she does. Like, she's got that, her, uh, not just her body type, but her voice is like perfect Disney yeah. princess. Like, she could be the next Disney princess in whatever Disney's working on right now for their next animated feature. And, and Lost, you know, so I, I think that's, that's pretty big news there. Um, okay. So I want to talk about the music, musical numbers. Okay. So when they did this, the song is called bell. Like it's, it's the, the first song that you mm-hmm. remember from yeah. the from the, from the original movie. They did that movie or they did that song in its entirety, by the way, mm-hmm. every measure of that song. Yeah. I, I thought for sure they're going to cut it off halfway. Which that was really cool. They committed to it, man. They were like in the first, in the first episode, we got like a two and a half minute, choreography scene that they, it must taken them weeks to shoot. Yeah. It looks, it's made to look like a single shot take, but mm-hmm. it's not, but 
the, so that was the big number from episode one. I hope they do this every episode. In episode two, we got two big numbers. And the first one was Belle sung by the entire cast. Yeah. And they all, it's, it's made to look like they all sing them, sing the song individually, but they, it's all stitched together to look mm-hmm. like one seamless take basically. And it was awesome. I yeah. like, I like the whole song I was singing along and I was really getting into it. This is a big movie that a lot of people know. Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed to admit, I still haven't seen high school musical, <laughs> the first movie. And so I didn't know any of those songs that they were singing, you know, in the show, mm-hmm. but everyone's going to know these songs. Yeah. I, it got me pumped for like, Oh man, this is cool. Like this is, it's, it's Disney putting on this show. So they have yeah. full license to all the, all the licensed stuff from the movie. They can do whatever they want and not break any copyright or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so they, they were like, why don't we just do the whole song? And they did it. Yeah. And it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you haven't seen it very often. Um, the one time I would say I have seen it is if you've seen the movie pitch perfect, um, mm when they're doing the auditions for that, they do a similar thing with the song since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson. Cool. And so that's really like the first time I had seen that. But I mean, like you said, I mean, I would say this music number, um, with what happened in episode two, I would say this kind of takes the cake for everything that happened in episode two, that this might be the best part of episode two. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and Lily even gets a, a time to shine in the middle of it. She she, she sings a whole stanza by herself. Um, I, I thought it was a really great way to show a passage of time. Like the, yeah. they're doing this over the course of a couple hours, but very quickly and you get to hear the whole song in its entirety and just enjoy the, the singing of it. Um, the other one was the Tercet, as I kept saying. It's basically a trio singer. There was a lot of girl drama in this episode where Gina wasn't going to sing with them. And then at the very last second to show up, Lily, she decides to jump in there and, and, and actually sing it with them. Yeah. I thought this setup was so cool. There's, they're on just a normal high school stage mm-hmm. and there's no lights or cameras or anything going on in them, you know, around them. But right before they start singing, Ashlyn says, Pic- just picture us in sequins and then we're on like a, you know, a, a lit stage or whatever. And then the camera kind of pan- spins around and then that's what they're doing. Like yeah. they're, they're wearing sparkly dresses with sequins and lights and it basically becomes like a two minute, two or three minute music video. Yeah, pretty much. In the middle of the episode. And I loved that as well. I yeah. I was into it, man. That was a good song. Like it was a it was a, a catchy tune. I found myself singing it after they were done. Mm-hmm. And it the, again, Gina is like a freaking amazing dancer, and they all kind of share the the vocals the same. And I thought it really nailed it. It's it's is Destiny's Child basically. Yeah. Um, but you know the three of them. So yeah, the, both of the songs that we got in this episode were really phenomenal. I was really impressed. Yeah. It was, they're they're up and up in the ante from season one quite yeah, a bit for sure. So yeah, and then we got the um, all the different you know who's playing what roles. Uh, Seb is going to be Chip, which I think that's going to be really good. Uh, Gina is Babette, kind of an interesting choice. Like she obviously there really is, aren't many women characters. That's in true. Beauty and the Beast. So. That's that's a good point. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, she's probably other than. Mrs. Potts and Belle is getting like the biggest female role. (laughs) But I mean, I think here's the one thing with my thought of uh, 
Nini coming back. I mean, obviously, if she comes back, she's going to be Belle. So it's just kind of like, what's going to happen with all these parts? I mean, Ashlyn was going for Mrs. Potts, like yeah. she because she had played Mrs. Darbus. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, from from season one, she just assumed, okay, I'm typecast. I'll be I'll be Mrs. Potts in this one, and doesn't get that. It's just as much a shock to her as as it was to the yeah. audience. And she, I could see her falling in, like cascading into that role. Yeah. Like like Nini comes back, she's Belle, and then she she steps down. Everyone takes you know takes one step to the left. So, yeah, I uh, almost wonder if you see a scene where. Gina just becomes the choreographer. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they already teased that Carlos was talking about that, but like she was already kind of in a burned state because she was like, I always play second fiddle. Yeah. And so when he's like, you could be, you could be a co choreographer. She's like, I'm tired of being co like I'm doing stuff for myself. So, but yeah, I could see her stepping in that role. If, if that, if she, realizes she can do it on her own. Yeah. Um, I think Courtney as Mrs. Potts got me the most excited though. I want to see her sing a lot and dude, how incredible is her, uh, beauty and the beast like that yeah. song going to be, it's, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. I can't yeah. wait to see what they do with that. So, I mean, I definitely think it's going to be exciting and I don't, I don't know if we've ever found out like how many episodes, there's going to be. I figured the same as the first season, which was 10. Yeah. Um, maybe they go longer and do 12 or something like that, but I figure they're probably shooting for about the same. Yeah. So we're already a fifth of the way through. The, these are not, I mean, the ducks and, and the show are very similar. They're not trying to tell a huge long form story. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, it's interstitials really. It's like, well, here's a couple hours worth of what happened this week, and then yeah. we're, we're going to shoot forward a couple weeks. Which, or I mean, their episodes have been longer than my ducks so far, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I'm I honestly, arguably enjoying it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, the whole series as, as a whole. The the only boring stuff in season two is the Nini stuff. Yeah. Um, I, and I think everything else is actually really fantastic. I do hope that they break out, break out of the Nini stuff s- soon. Like I, like if we go four episodes, I feel like that would be about the max for me. I, mm-hmm. if, if they're still, if she's still at that conservatory by like episode five, six and be like, where is this going? Like, yeah. why are we still do- hammering this home? Uh, thankfully she's not had a, a very good, big percentage of the episodes. Like if mm-hmm. you take, take the 35, 40 minutes or whatever it is and break it down to only her scenes. She's only in like two and two or three minutes yeah. of actual, I, she's half the time she's on a phone, like mm-hmm. FaceTiming with, with Ricky. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I, hopefully that's, sh- that's a short lived thing. They're obviously doing it for heartstrings and drama and, oh, yeah, you know, get her, sure. get the audience wanting to get her back. But she, like talk about a stark change. Like in season one, she was in like half of the scenes maybe. Mm-hmm. And in this one, she's just barely in it at all. Yeah. So, but the, the actress that plays Nini is really, really good. Like I, I've obviously she's, you know, you know, she's going to be the, the big star of season one, but she really shines a lot and I, I can't wait to get good old Nini back. So yeah, they keep calling her Nina by the way, at, which is actual, her actual name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they don't even call her by her, her nickname at the conservatory. So, 
All right. Uh, well, that was a good discussion on High School Musical, the musical of the series. I don't know if we'll come back to it next time or not. Um, if there's a few things we want to say, we might chat yeah. five minutes about it. Um, I, I really do want the the bulk of our discussion next episode to be uh, Cruella and, of course, yeah. the finale. We'll have a lot to say about the finale of Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it can come back when Ducks is over. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe a couple episodes. We'll let a couple episodes transpire again. Um, and then hopefully we can have Caitlin back. Cause I do want to get a girl's perspective. This is, this definitely is a show for girls and guys, but it, I don't see how you could possibly assume that it would be l- more appealing to guys. I, yeah. that, like this show is clearly for girls primarily, but I, th- I think guys will enjoy it too. I'm, I'm certain, I certainly am. So, um, yeah. Um, what else have you been watching on Disney plus? Uh, you guys have been doing a lot of traveling. Not much. Just, Pretty much this stuff. Yeah. The Mighty Ducks and High School Musical. Um, obviously, super excited for uh, Loki as it gets closer and closer. Dude, I'm I'm starting to get I'm starting to get a little worried about my hype. Like my yeah. hype is getting up so high that like I'm afraid I'm going to get let down. But I'm really really hyped for that show. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. that's about it. Um, I, of course, have been watching The Bad Batch uh, yeah. some, and um, I don't have a whole lot to say today. I'll probably sprinkle in some thoughts on uh, when we have more time. This has been, already been a long episode, but um, the uh, the show continues to be amazing. I, okay. I'm, just, I'm absolutely blown away with just the drama in that show and where things are headed and where um, I, there's a mysteries about... I'm trying not to spoil anything because uh, I do want people to watch it, but there's there are mysteries about certain characters that are are still not fully revealed and you mm-hmm. don't really know what's going on um with their backstories and their present stories and i'll just kind of leave it at that but it's it is really really good storytelling it's dave filoni it's the same guy yeah. that did the mandalorian mm-hmm. so um it's his his kind of storytelling i think is really appealing to a wide audience and the yeah. show is no exception to that okay so if you've been sleeping on if you're listening to this and you've been sleeping on bad batch definitely give it a shot, especially if you like star Wars, I think it's a no brainer. Um, but I, am really, really enjoying that show. And then I did not watch it, but I just very quickly want to throw out, um, do you remember a few weeks ago we were, t- we we're doing what's new on Disney plus, mm-hmm. which we're about to do in a second. And I, I, um, <laughs> I called out a show called special agent. Oso. it's yeah. like, it's like a animated show about, I think he's a, See, this shows you how much I even watch it. I think he's a panda bear. Okay. Uh, but like the, the word in Spanish for bear is oso. Yep. So like that's clearly what it is. But mm-hmm. um, it's uh, Jordan has been watching it. <laughs> She's watched like half of the first season already. I will say this. I did watch just a few minutes of it. I promise yeah. I didn't I didn't like okay. fall in love with the show. The animation is garbage. It's <laughs> so bad, man. Like it is... Have you ever come back recently and, and watched the first Toy Story? The first one? No. 1995. It's this this show, Special Agent Oso, I I want to say it came out in the mid-2000s, okay. but it looks like a mid-90s animation. <laughs> it's really rough. Um, the all, the characters are very robotic, yeah. and it's very Teletubby kind of feel as okay. far as like it's... it's eccentricity and it's bubbliness. Yeah. Um, but she loves it and she's been watching it. So I just thought I would mention that because we talked about it on the show. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so let's go into what's new on Disney plus, uh, coming out this week. And I guess we, we kind of missed a week. Um, I guess I, I could look back at what's already there, but you've probably already seen it. Um, we can just jump into what's coming up. So yeah, that's fine. 
Uh, what's coming out? Uh, obviously, the big one, the one that everyone's been waiting for since the first trailer came out, is Cruella. Mm-hmm. So you can watch that in theaters, kind of like how Grant and I are going to do it. Uh, we'll actually get to see it on Thursday. It doesn't come out until Friday on Disney+. Plus. But if you don't want to go to the theater, whether you even have theaters that are open <laughs> near you, or if it's just a safety thing, or you know, you're looking for a cheaper way to watch it. I mean, if you have a family of five yeah. or whatever, I mean, it's this, it's cheaper to get Disney Plus premiere access and you can watch it as much as you want. So 30 bucks uh, will let you see Cruella. It is an extra fee on top of your $7.99 a month. So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. But uh, Cruella looks really good. Uh, it's Emma Stone and uh, prequel uh, kind of stuff to the 101 Dalmatians yeah. uh, movie. So I, I'm super pumped. This looks like, to me, it looks like Joker, uh, you know, but done in a Disney universe. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm really excited. All right. Uh, another thing that's coming out this Friday is Launchpad. It's a collection of live action shorts from. It just says from Disney. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what these are. Um, six. Okay. They're all. They're done by six different people. So six episodes, but done by six different people. And let's see. Inspired by life's journey, these first six shorts. Shorts by Disney Plus are based on the theme Discover. So that's all it says. Okay. So that's coming out on Friday. Those are being shorts. I would imagine they're kind of burrow length, like the mm-hmm. the, the movie, the short film that was nominated for an Oscar. Um, that burrow was like seven minutes long or okay. something like that. So, you know, six of those, you could probably watch all six in less than an hour. Obviously, Game Changers, Mighty Ducks Game Changers finale is coming out. We're super pumped for that. Can't wait. High School Musical, the musical, the series, episode three is coming out. Bad Batch episode five is coming out. So they're, I guess, about a third of the way through that that uh, TV series. It's going to be um, sixteen episodes. Uh, episode seven of Big Shot. That the show continues to go on. Uh, episode seven is coming out this Friday. Have you ever heard of a show called Bluey? Have I mentioned it? Um, yeah, uh, we've had several friends that have had little kids that enjoy this show. Um, I will say this, and this is not a hyperbole at all. It is Jessica's favorite kid show okay. to watch. I mean, J- Jordan watches 40 different shows probably, <laughs> and this is number one for Jessica. She, there loves, we go. she loves Bluey. Okay, I've seen probably five or six episode, uh, episodes, and I'm telling you, Grant, you without kids would find the show hilarious. Yeah. It is really, really funny. It is basically a British animated show mm-hmm. that – they must do like four of them or three stories, three or four stories in a half hour because all of them are short. They're like six or seven minutes okay. a piece. Um, but anyway, there you can watch. I mean, you could probably watch the whole, whole season in a couple of hours given how short they are. But it's just this family of dingoes, I think they are. Um, and it's like yeah. a mom, mom and a dad and then two girls. And it's just them just doing crazy antics at home, um, like playing keepy-uppy where you like have to hit a balloon in the air, not let it fall. Or uh, there's an episode where Bluey and her sister have to, have to cl- uh, climb Mount Dad or whatever. And it's like their dad is like the mountain that they have to climb. And of course, he's like punching them as, he's, as they're trying to climb him. And it's just, it's really funny um, and great for kids. So uh, Bluey Shorts season two, which I'm assuming is just the regular show, yeah. but just 
you know, more, more episodes are coming. Okay. So I don't think it's like a shorter version of the show because the short, the show that we, I've always seen it have been short episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is just season two of what we already have. And we will absolutely be diving into that. I'll, I'll be watching them as well. So, uh, bluey short season two, uh, is all of it. The whole season's dropping on, fr- on Friday. Okay. So, um, Disney Sydney to the mass max, uh, season three, episodes one through eight. This is the first time that I've only seen like a half season dropped. But I'm assuming by the fact the fact that it's only half of a season, this, maybe this is a current show. Could be. Um, but anyway, Sydney to the Max, if you watch that show and you've been waiting for season three, it's due out this Friday. Uh, National Geographic, uh, Kingdom of the Polar Bears, season one. Um, it's a 4K camera shots of polar bears like in their environment, like in, in the Arctic uh, circle. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you like that kind of thing, it looks pretty intriguing and well shot. Wicked Tuna season 10, also episodes one through seven. That must be a half season or something like that. Wicked Tuna has been on for, God, it seems like forever. Yeah, I, it's been a while for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if season 10 is their current season, but it's been, it seems like that show has been on for a long time. But um, doesn't National Geographic have their own channel on cable? Yeah, they okay. do. That's, that's where I've seen it. Like it, it's been on at like a barber shop or something like that and I've seen it. But yeah, it's basically these guys that are have death wishes and go out like it's like the, yeah. the, the deepest of seas and almost get swallowed by huge monsoons and, and try to get tuna fish <laughs> so that we can have tuna with our sandwiches and salads. Oh, Phil. <laughs> and that's it for what's coming out on Disney plus this week. Um, good long episode. We had yeah. to make, make up for being gone. I guess we had a lot to talk about. So, um, thanks for listening to the show. Um, it means a lot to us that you would put this on and, and hear us talk about silly TV shows like yeah. uh, the Mighty Ducks and High School Musical, the musical, the series. Let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast podcast, or send us your own review on something you've watched on Disney+. Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. The way to do that is to email DisneyPlusReviews at Hotmail.com. And that's P-L-U-S all spelled out, DisneyPlusReviews at Hotmail.com. Next week on the show, we're going to do the Game Changers finale and Cruella. And the, and that's probably going to be it. Uh, we might chat about a couple things that happened yeah. in High School Musical, but probably not a whole lot. But yeah, definitely watch Cruella. We are going to spoil the movie on our next episode. So you don't have to listen to that part of the episode if you haven't got to it yet. But if you watch it at home, uh, definitely tune in probably Sunday, Sunday or Monday. Uh, we'll have a new episode reviewing that movie and giving you all, all yeah. of our spoilery thoughts on Sounds it. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you then. 